0: 20 minutes on the clock and two cups of coffee in the tank. I hope your blood caffeine counts high. It's time for the Daily Anthem. I'm here. You're here. Let's do a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Daily Anthem Podcast. Episode 5, and looking at the date that puts us at just about a month, close enough. Happy one-month anniversary, lovely listeners. Not sure why you hold me in enough esteem to keep listening to me, but, uh, hey, I'm not one to look a gift audience in the mouth. Let's jump straight into what the Daily Anthems were for the week preceding today, looking at Monday through Friday, September 28th through the 2nd of October, we had on Monday, Mene by Brand New, uh, one of their singles that was released in April. Uh, I'm not sure what the new album that they're teasing is, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Tuesday, we had the song Here to Mars by the band Coheed and Cambria. Uh, that new album is coming out, uh, coming up here real soon. Wednesday, we had We Can Breathe in Space, They Just Don't Want Us to Escape by the band Enter Shikari. If you've never heard of Enter Shikari, imagine a spasm on a synth with uh, some punk and screaming and such in the background. It's a lot of fun. A little crazy, but a lot of fun. Thursday we had Counting Me Out by the band XXI. I know we talked about them a little while back. They're one of the newer entrants into the Tooth and Nail family. They deserve some love. And then Friday we had I Am by the band Hands Like Houses. A band that was suggested to me by way of anonymous suggest feature on the Tumblr page. You know, if you want a shout-out, you got to have your name on there. <laughs> Are you ashamed? What's wrong with you? Nevertheless, thank you for the recommendation. Hold on one second. Let me just do a little quick mic adjustment. It was uh, trying to pick up every time I breathed, which was just wonderful to listen to, I'm sure. Sounds like I just ran a bloody marathon, which I can assure you I didn't because I couldn't. I get winded just going downstairs. Anyway, moving on. Let's look at some new releases for next week, specifically October 9th. We have City and Color releasing If I Should Go Before You, Coheed and Cambria, we talked about them a little earlier, releasing The Color Before the Sun. I'm really excited for that one. Mayday Parade are releasing Black Lines, and I'm not quite sure why I threw it in there, maybe just as padding, but Toby Keith is releasing 35 Mile Per Hour Town, or MPH, if the initialism is important somehow. So, uh... I'm not a huge country fan, although I do live in the great country state of Wisconsin, <laughs> as surrounded by the rural, but I myself do not particularly enjoy the twang. That said, I judge you all thoroughly for enjoying something so horrendous. No, but really, Toby Keith, come on now. But I forgive you, nevertheless, because you're listening to me, which makes you awesome. Well, on the good stuff. Let's talk about the Pope, which, I will be honest are five words I never thought I would say on a music show. But nevertheless, he's found a way to make it on here, because I'm sure that was his intent. He's releasing a prog rock-inspired album, apparently, called Wake Up, dropping in November and approved by the Vatican, intended to spread his message of hope, faith, and unity. All wonderful subjects, but I'm just kind of curious, who does he think he's going to reach with that kind of album who, 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 who's gonna listen to that? Apparently, it's gonna have a lot of, like, speech excerpts and, um, like, maybe some hymns, and apparently, and, and all set to, uh, quote-unquote, musical accompaniments ranging from pop rock to Gregorian chant. Who is this for? Who is looking for, like, a prog rock album filled with the Pope talking? And apparently speaking in a bunch of different languages. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I I think it's hilarious. But I mean, and and you know the themes. That's great. That's good. I'm 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 all for it. But it just seems very very gimmicky. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what gimmick it is. Apparently, it's just another way for Pope Francis to endear himself to a world that has already pretty well embraced him (laughs) he's well loved but on the opposite side of being well loved Chris Brown was apparently denied visa to Australia based on the grounds of his character I guess there was like a uh, some kind of activism group called get up and they created an online petition calling for him being banned from entering the country (laughs) and who says those petitions don't do anything they got Ellen Pau ousted from Reddit as CEO, and uh, Chris Brown banned from Australia. So, uh, I guess that's a couple of wins. <laughs> but I guess Chris Brown has been using Twitter to plead his case that he should be able to get into Australia and, quote-unquote, raise awareness about domestic violence. You know, I i mean, when he says raise awareness, is he trying to tell us how to do it better? Because the point isn't that so much as stopping it, Chris. <laughs> Just saying, if we want lessons on how better to roundhouse our significant others in the face, you better believe you will be raising all kinds of awareness. But, you know, what's interesting is GetUp has since apologized because uh, they see that they the part that they played in it was more supporting of a racist narrative that black men are more violent because I guess Australia had also blocked Visa for Tyler, the creator, uh, but they had let in like white musicians and artists that had similar backgrounds. So people that have done the same thing but weren't people of color as kind of creating what they called a, um, a standard that was inconsistent at best, racist at worst, to use their words. So I could I appreciate that GitHub is at least... You know, they're they're realizing that they're being inconsistent with who they're blocking at the gate. But that said, uh, Chris Brown is not only banned from Australia. He's also not let into, like, uh, Canada and Britain. Yeah, so now there's at least three places that Brown can't get in. <laughs> uh, by Brown, I mean Chris Brown, not specifically the people of color. Uh, Got I guess I have to be careful when your last name is also a pigment. That's dangerous, dangerous. But speaking of domestic violence, not to mention inconsistent and uh, dangerous, I want to bring up something that came up as a topic of conversation with a buddy of mine when we were discussing the Lost Prophets travesty that uh, I brought up last week. He reminded me of a story about the the frontman for Christian Metal Band, As They Lay Dying, one of the long-running godfathers of Christian metal. (laughs) Apparently, that guy, Tim Lambesis... He tried to have his wife assassinated. That's right. He tried to hire an undercover detective, who was apparently posing as a hitman, to kill his wife. Which, let's just let's just put it this way. That's not how you go about divorce. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a little extreme. I mean, I know that push comes to shove, it takes two at a tango, but... Let's face it, having someone killed is almost always going to be an overreaction. Almost always. So it, it came out in court, though, that his, you know, his strange wife in her testimony, it came out in court that he'd actually been an atheist for years, which kind of quells some of the discomfort that people were having about uh, uh, somehow a Christian doing this. But, you know, I mean, <laughs> not to say a Christian is above having someone killed, I mean, I would hope most people would be above having someone killed, let alone s- somebody who happens to have Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That should not be the only, <laughs> that should not be the only stipulation to not killing someone. But it was really surprising, you know, for one, that that somebody who espouses Christian morals, quote-unquote, was was, you know, was doing this, but then to find out that, no, he's not a Christian. He's been an atheist for years. Which, okay, fine, that's fine. But then why were you why were you performing as a Christian metal band? And what's more, he gets up there and he reveals that he was actually one of three in the band to be an atheist playing Christian music. He wasn't even the first one to become atheist in the band. So they just stuck it out in the Christian market rather than say, being honest with the fact that they weren't Christians. And then he also revealed in an interview later that he said they'd toured with a lot of quote-unquote Christian bands that were exactly the same. Now look, I've got no problem with bands that aren't, you know, that are are comprised of Christians playing non-Christian music. I mean, Switchfoot wouldn't identify themselves probably as a Christian band. They are Christians in a band. I love the way that John Foreman puts it. A song cannot be a sinner saved by grace. The singer can, and the, the audience can, but the song is just the means of conveying a message. So I am just fine with non-Christians, or Christians, just playing music. But why do you have to pretend to be Christian? Why do you have to perpetuate the stereotype that a lot of people hold, which is all Christians are hypocrites? You're just doing exactly that. You're doing exactly that. You are making the stereotype just a little bit more accurate. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know there's a ton of hypocrisy in the church, but guess what? The hypocrisy is everywhere, and absolutely anyone is capable of anything, and the only thing that stops us from doing that is hopefully realizing the consequences. But continuing to play as a Christian band and espousing quote-unquote Christian morals, even though, I mean, come on, let's face it, a lot of their subject matter was ambiguous enough anyway, most bands in their genre are. When it comes to metal lyrics, if you look at them, a majority of the ones that claim to be Christian... If you actually look at the lyrics, if you look at the content, it's pretty ambiguous. The ones that flat out say what they're about are fewer and further between than the ones that just kind of dance around the subject. But like I said, I've got no problem with just bands that are just bands. Just play music then, don't claim to be something you're not, because that is the most obnoxious thing to find out, and there's no faster way to lose credibility. Well, actually, no, I take it back. Trying to have someone assassinated is a pretty good way to lose credibility. I'll give him that. He found a faster way. But breaking up the morose theme for the second time in a row, let's do the Essential Album, which this week is No Closer to Heaven by the band The Wonder Years. That's the band, not the show. The band, signed to Hopeless Records. They've been around for about a decade, and I guess, you know, from everything I'm seeing, they've been described as pop punk. But to me, the, the part that makes them seem like the the like the part that puts the pop in pop punk to them it's just more that they have a lot a lot of melodic parts to their songs that are distinctly not punk but still the vibe is not that of like a pop song so i don't like that it's kind of post punk to me because they do a lot of they do a lot of faster beats and the frantic yelling <laughs> like it's it's all very chaotic but it's all awesome and this album, through and through, like, it's it's one that, you know, a lot of punk albums, at least for me, well, you know, this is an opinion piece, I guess, but start listening to a punk album, and by song five, it's like, yeah, I've already heard this. Yeah, not that I don't like it, just saying, I'm tired of hearing this song over and over. This was really, really consistently awesome all the way through, track to track to track. It was... There was like that grain of continuity where you're always aware that it was a similar theme being woven through, but never so much so that you get tired of what you're currently listening to. In fact, they actually, they do describe it as a concept album specifically about like dealing with the loss of someone. And that theme is really evident in a lot of the songs where it's not something that you have to dig very deep to find. There is a lot of informed pain. Like you could tell that something happened that caused this album to be written i just want to play a clip from the song cardinals real quick and then uh, we'll get back to talking about it So there you kind of get the vibe of, of what a lot of their music is going to sound like as far as the tone goes, but it's, it's in a lot of the ways, it's even more stripped back than that. It just kind of like, it's, it's it's got something that I've frequently described as the ebb and flow that makes it interesting. But you also hear some of the informed pain there, he's talking about never letting you down again, and just after this clip ends, it goes into this kind of cool, like there's a, a background of a bunch of people chanting. Uh, we're no savior if you if we can't save our brothers and the music video for the song cardinals is actually one of the more heartbreaking music videos i've ever seen and it's incredibly simple it's just the image like this this consistent video of in slow motion their frontman carrying what i believe is their drummer but you know just playing the part of the unconscious one who looks like they're they're soaked so maybe like a drowning incident i don't know it was, it was, it's just video of the frontman carrying the drummer towards the screen, like running down the street in slow motion. And as the video is progressing, like as the song is playing, that's the entirety of it. They're just running towards the camera the whole time. But then as the video is ending, the camera kind of like slowly pans behind them, and you see that they're chasing an ambulance that's pulling them away. So. It, it gives the, the illusion that, you know... So it gives the image that, you know, you're chasing help. And, you know, he's, he's trying to help, you know, his friend... But is unable to get there in time. And the ambulance just pulls away and he's left standing there on the road... Holding his unconscious friend. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And it's really powerful because... That's the entirety of the video. You know? There's no quick clips of them playing the song... There's no happy ending. It's just stark realization that he wasn't able to help, and it's, it's it's like a bad dream, but it's powerful, and it creates that idea that if you know how to help someone, don't wait. And that's uh, apparently, from what I read, the song was specifically about a friend of the band who had died due to drug overdose, but they were so self-involved that they didn't realize this was going on right under their nose and they, the the, the guilt that they feel because they failed to do something because of that self-involvement, the themes of that pain of not realizing someone so close to you needed help or knowing that they needed help, but not knowing how to help them or just not having the courage to do so that's woven through the whole album and you can really feel that hurt, but it's not to the point where it's overly depressing if anything, it's kind of encouraging. It's very real. It's very authentic. It's very genuine. And you, there's like a strange sense of, I don't know, courage. Not only for, in you know, on their part, for being willing to express that and to to, to share that, but also it gives you a sense of courage that if someone needs my help, I should help them. If I know this is going on right next to me, what kind of friend what kind of brother what kind of sister am i if i don't reach out and and do what i can i think that's i wouldn't say a a brave topic to 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 tackle but at very least they do it in a brave way but moving forward i want to play a quick clip from the song a song for ernest hemingway So there you get a pretty good picture of the back and forth that I was talking about where it, it, it mellows way out and it has that really cool, like, little harmony in the background and then it kicks straight back into kind of the more punk verse. It's like that all the way through the album, though. There's all these really cool moments where the continuity is there, you know, that's got a pervasive theme and it's got a pervasive tone, but every track is a distinct experience. And it starts off on an incredibly high note where it's it's this, like, sweeping feel straight into an awesome song. Cardinals is the second track there. And then it ends on a high note too with this beautiful track. I believe it's the title track. And just a kind of a cool soundbite from the vocalist, from the songwriter, Daniel Campbell, he said that the, the title, No Closer to Heaven, it's his way of expressing that he feels like he's in a foot race with an expanding universe and was never going to get to the finish line, which I, th- I think that's it's an abstract way of putting it, but it's a feeling we've all felt. And that this album was their way of of trying to make something that was both softer and louder and faster and slower. And I haven't listened to their previous material. I almost don't want to because this this sets a bar for me that I haven't had set yet when it comes to, like, alternative music. This is, this is a very emotional experience uh, if you dig deep. But if you're just looking for something to listen to in the car, this hits the nail on the head, too. It's as fun as A Day to Remember, but it's as introspective as Brand New. And that's the best way I know how to put it. <laughs> it's in between the two without being either of them, where it's not the it's not the, the hardcore of A Day to Remember, but it's also not the melancholy, for the sake of melancholy, that Brand New can do sometimes. Does that make sense? Everyone's real quiet. That must be a good sign. All right. So just one last real quick order of business pertaining to new releases and the way they're handled. Right now, we talk about albums that are going to be coming out the week following the podcast. I think I'm going to go to talking about albums that came out here just the day before, you know, or, or the week leading up to the podcast, which will turn the Daily Anthem into something more of a, a weekend wrap-up, which I like the idea of. And the reason for that being, I keep finding out about albums that are released that I had no idea were coming. Whether the band didn't do a release or Metacritic didn't have it on their upcoming you know, uh, albums, whatever the case may be, I'm sick of this happening. It's happened like three or four times where it's like, oh, I would have talked about that had I known a thing about it. Being that I didn't bring it up, I don't feel like going back and forth where I'm talking about albums that are going to be coming out next week. Oh, and also here are all the ones I missed last week. Come on, that's just bad for credibility. So I'm going to go towards talking about albums that just came out which will also give me a chance to like do some quick opinions about what I think about the albums that just came out. Not that I'm going to do that for all of them. I don't want to set a precedent. I can't keep up, but I do want to set a precedent for, you know, consistency. Here are bands that are similar to each other, or here are bands that I've been interested in that I think you guys would like. And their music is out right now, not check back in six days (laughs) kind of thing, you know? So I, I think that'll be a better way to go. Leave me some comments about what you think about it. And, uh, Hey, it's better to be adaptable, so if this doesn't work, we can switch back. Or who knows? Maybe we'll just cut all the segments, and it'll just be a half hour of me singing mana Mana" into the microphone. Well, thank you so much for listening. I mean it. You're awesome. We're going to resume tweeting Spotify links to new and favorite songs from a variety of genres on Monday. You can keep up with that on Twitter at the underscore daily anthem. You can also head over to thedailyanthem.tumblr.com. That's our hub for all things Daily Anthem. You can click over to all of our social mediums there. Especially to facebook.com slash the daily anthem. We'd appreciate it if you went ahead and clicked like. It's not that hard, it's just a couple flicks of the wrist and a, a touch of the mouse. That sounded kind of weird. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Peace.